Hi, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Storytime Anytime. Have you ever heard the story of Cinderella? Let's find out what happens after Cinderella's evil stepmother and stepsisters go to the ball to meet the prince. Will Cinderella be left behind? Or will her fairy godmother help save the day? Let's listen. Cinderella Once upon a time, a lovely young girl named Cinderella lived in a grand mansion with her stepmother and two stepsisters. The stepsisters were jealous of Cinderella, for she was beautiful and graceful, while their mean spirits made them almost ugly. Cinderella's stepmother and stepsisters treated her unfairly. While they wore fancy dresses, slept in comfy feather beds, and spent the day eating sweets and prancing before the mirror, poor Cinderella had to wear rags, sleep on a hard mattress in a drafty tower, and spend her days cleaning the mansion washing clothes, and scrubbing floors. Even so, Cinderella remained gentle and good-hearted. Her sweet spirit made her more beautiful every day. One morning, an invitation arrived. That night, there was to be a ball at the king's palace. What shall I wear? asked one sister, looking at the gowns in her closet. What shall I do with my hair? asked the other. I'll fix your hair, offered Cinderella. Be glad you're not going to the ball, said her sister meanly. Everyone there would only laugh at you. Cinderella blinked back a tear. Once her stepmother and stepsisters were gone, Cinderella began to weep. Suddenly, her fairy godmother appeared at her side. There, there, she said. Do you wish to go to the ball, child? Cinderella nodded. Then to the ball you shall go, said her godmother. First, I need a giant pumpkin, said Cinderella's godmother, looking around. When she found one, she placed it in the middle of the road in front of the mansion. Then she tapped the pumpkin with her magic wand. In a flash, the pumpkin turned into an elegant coach. Next, the fairy godmother pointed her wand at six mice and one fat, gray, long-whiskered rat. A ribbon of light swirled around them until six horses and one plump coachman magically appeared in their place. Cinderella stared at the elegant coach, the fine horses, and the proud coachman, then looked down at her own shabby clothing. But how can I go to the ball like this? she asked. In an instant, she was dressed in a pink gown with glass slippers on her feet. As the coach sped away, Cinderella's godmother warned, 
Return before midnight, for then my magic spells will be broken. I'll remember, said Cinderella. But when she arrived at the palace and the handsome prince came out to greet her, Cinderella forgot all about her fairy godmother's warning. Once inside the ballroom, the prince asked Cinderella to dance. Everyone stared as the couple waltzed across the floor. They wondered who the beautiful princess was, for Cinderella wore a crown upon her head. Dressed in such finery, even Cinderella's stepsisters did not recognize her. Later, a feast was held in the grand dining hall. Cinderella sat with her stepsisters while the prince took his place at the head of the table. He never touched his plate of food, though, for he could not take his eyes off of Cinderella. Bong! Bong! The clock struck midnight. Suddenly, Cinderella remembered her fairy godmother's warning. She jumped to her feet. Thank you for a lovely evening, she said to the prince. Then she ran from the hall and disappeared through the palace doors. Wait, cried the prince, but it was too late. She was gone. In her haste to leave, Cinderella had lost one glass slipper. The prince held that slipper in his hand until dawn, thinking about its lovely owner. I must find her, thought the prince. But how? The next day, the Grand Duke traveled the land with a single glass slipper. On orders from the prince, he was to find the maiden whose foot fit the slipper, for that maiden was to become the prince's bride. When he reached Cinderella's house, both of her stepsisters tried their best to squeeze their feet into the dainty slipper, but it was no use. May I try it on? asked Cinderella. Her stepsisters laughed, but the Grand Duke said, By all means, every maiden is to try the slipper on. Smiling, Cinderella eased her slender foot into the slipper. Then she pulled the matching slipper from her apron pocket and put it on. At that moment, Cinderella's stepsisters realized that Cinderella was the mysterious princess of the ball. Falling to their knees, the stepsisters begged her to forgive them for having treated her so meanly. Cinderella forgave them, for she knew that an unforgiving evil spirit destroys all happiness. The following day, Cinderella and her prince were married. The stepsisters were in the wedding as well, each marrying one of the king's noblemen. And so it was that everyone, including Cinderella's stepmother, lived happily ever after. I love a happy ending. And I love that Cinderella forgave her stepmother and stepsisters. Are you ready for another classic fairy tale? 
I sure am. Let's find out what happens when a king and queen hold a feast to celebrate the birth of their baby girl, Briar Rose. During the celebration, 12 fairies bring Briar Rose special gifts, and the king and queen, well, they're delighted. But what happens when the 13th fairy arrives at the castle? Let's listen and find out. Sleeping Beauty Once upon a time, a very long time ago, there lived a king and a queen. The two had everything that a king and queen could want. Everything except a child. And this they wanted more than anything else. One day, while the queen was bathing in a forest stream, a frog hopped up to her and spoke. All of your wishes will be fulfilled, croaked the frog. You will give birth to a child within a year's time. The frog's words came to pass. A year later, the queen gave birth to a perfect little baby daughter. They named her Briar Rose. The king and queen were so overjoyed by the child's birth that they decided to have a grand feast to celebrate. The king thought it would be wise to invite the 13 local fairy women. Unfortunately, he had only 12 golden plates, so the king decided to invite 12 of the fairies. The day of the banquet finally arrived. It was the most splendid feast that the kingdom had ever seen. When everyone had their fill of food and drink, the fairy women began presenting the newborn princess with gifts. They gave her splendid gifts, such as wisdom, beauty, and grace. After the 11th fairy had given her gift, the castle door flew open and the 13th fairy stormed in. Although I was not invited to celebrate the child's birth, cried the wicked fairy, I too have a gift. On her 15th birthday, the princess shall prick her finger on a spindle and die. With that, she turned and ran from the hall. In the silence that followed, the twelfth fairy stepped forward. She was the only fairy who had yet to give the princess a gift. On the princess's fifteenth birthday, said the gentle fairy, she will prick her finger on a spindle, but she will not die. She will fall into a deep sleep lasting one hundred years. The king and queen were stricken with grief. To help Briar Rose avoid her misfortune, the king collected all of the spindles from all of the spinning wheels in the kingdom and had them destroyed. Fifteen years passed, and the kingdom had all but forgotten about the evil fairy's curse. All of the good fairy's birthday wishes were fulfilled and the princess was as kind and clever as she was beautiful. 
On Briar Rose's 15th birthday, she decided to explore every nook and cranny of the castle. After a time, Briar Rose came upon a stairwell that she had never been up before. She climbed the narrow, twisting stairwell until she reached a wooden door with a little key in the lock. Briar Rose turned the key and opened the door. Sitting in a tiny room was an old woman. She was working on a machine that Briar Rose had never seen before. Good day, Granny, said the princess politely. What are you doing? I'm spinning, said the woman. Would you like to try? As soon as Briar Rose reached for the spinning wheel, she pricked her finger on the spindle and the curse was fulfilled. Briar Rose fell upon a bed that stood in the tower room and dropped into a deep, sound sleep. The good fairy's enchantment was so strong that everyone and everything in the castle fell soundly asleep as well. The king and the queen fell asleep on their thrones. The cook fell asleep in her kitchen. Even the bees in the garden fell asleep. As the years passed, a hedge of thorny briar roses grew around the castle. The legend of the slumbering castle traveled far and wide. Many brave young men tried to enter the thorny fortress, but the briars had grown so thick and wild that no man could get through. After many years, the story of the beautiful sleeping princess reached a young prince in a distant land. The prince decided that he must see if the legend was true. He traveled by day and by night until he reached the enchanted kingdom. The prince came upon an old man near the briar-covered castle. Sir, said the prince, I will share my supper with you if you will tell me the story of the sleeping maiden. The old man agreed. The next morning, the prince told the old man that he planned to see the beautiful Briar Rose with his own eyes. The old man tried to discourage the brave prince, but the prince had already made up his mind and only laughed at the old man's warnings. The prince mounted his horse and rode to the castle. It was exactly 100 years since Briar Rose had gone to sleep. When the prince approached the thorny hedge, the briars parted and let him pass unharmed. The prince needed all his courage to enter the castle. He could hear his footsteps echo as he searched for the sleeping princess but he couldn't find her anywhere. Finally, the prince climbed up the same twisting staircase that Briar Rose had climbed earlier, and there he found the sleeping princess. Briar Rose looked so beautiful as she slept that the prince's heart was filled with love. 
he knelt down and placed a tiny kiss on the princess's forehead. The moment that the prince kissed her, the spell was broken and Princess Briar Rose awoke from her slumber. She looked up at the prince and fell in love. The prince and Briar Rose walked down from the tower hand in hand. The two found the whole castle astir. The king and the queen were stretching on their royal thrones. The cook went back to her cooking, and once again the bees started buzzing. A few days later, Briar Rose and her prince were married, and everyone in the kingdom lived happily ever after. Well, I hope you enjoyed these stories. So I'll end our episode with, and they all lived happily ever after. This has been brought to you by Twin Sisters Digital Media and Evergreen Podcasts. Be sure to hit subscribe. If your children enjoyed these songs and stories, go to TwinSisters.com to find even more ways for them to sing and learn. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter for our free download of the day giveaways and promotions on exciting new digital learning content like these and much more. And visit our friends at evergreenpodcasts.com. Thank you for joining us at Storytime Anytime. I'm Anne-Marie Kelly. Wild Precious Life is a podcast about dreaming big, digging in and connecting across distance, division, and loss. In each episode, I talk with prize-winning writers, musicians, and wanderers who remind all of us how we can make the most of the time we have. So meet me here. Let's walk and talk and dream and discover what it means to be wild, precious, and brave. 